What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Nothing Wolves Football on I-6.9, the legend. Got a fantastic show planned for you guys today. Going to be joined by Elba head coach Mark Seaving. Uh, Elba coming off a big victory on Friday night over Ayrton. A big, big battle in 2A Region 2. So we will talk to Coach Seaving about the 41-25 victory for the Tigers. And then I will be joined by Josh Boutwell, sports editor for the Southeast Sun and Enterprise. And we will talk about Enterprise Wildcats clinching a playoff berth on Friday night by defeating Jeff Davis, 60 to 40. And we'll take a look at their matchup this week with Auburn. So, a lot of great content here on the show. Of course, we'll give you all the schedules uh, for this weekend's game. And we'll look back on Friday night and all the results from this past week. So, a lot of content, loaded content here on the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Before jumping all that, though, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSEC. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, and please follow, rate, and review. Uh, if you leave a review, I will read it on a future edition of the show. And also, you can listen to the podcast on 955.tvy.com, 969thelegend.com, and 1067kmx.com. Or you can also check out the great apps for those stations. Go to your app store, download them podcast is there very easy to find once you upload the app and as always you can always email me at sports talk philip jordan at gmail.com you know what time it is let's go around the wiregrass all right this time on around the wiregrass this week so we have two guests on the show this will be a much shorter version of around the wiregrass we'll give you all the scores from the area on Friday night in week eight. And as always, we're going to kick things off in 7A Region 2. The Dustin Wolves fell to Central Phoenix City 48-12. Of course, you could have heard that game over on 96.9. The legend on Friday night with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert on the call. Uh, that put Central Phoenix City at 9-0, 6-0 in region play. Dothan, they are 3-5 and 1-4 in region. Enterprise defeated Jeff Davis 60-40, which we will be talking with Josh Batwell Later on in the show about this game, Enterprise improves to seven and two and three and two in region. And now Central Phoenix City, they have seven and region two. That is theirs. They're going to be the champions there. But second place is going to be big with Auburn, Enterprise, and Prattville. There is a potential you could have a three-way tie uh, in the region uh, when this Friday night is over with. And we'll talk with Josh about that uh, when we get him on the show in just a little bit. In 6A Region 2, you follow the defeat of Russell County with a big victory. Uh, you follow scored 41 points in that one in the win. Uh, and they go to 4-5 and five on the year. They are 3-3 three and three in region play. They sit at 5th place right now in region. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Big games this week. They're trying to get into that 4th spot to get into the playoffs. 5A Region 2, Greenville defeated Andalusia 28-20. Uh, Andalusia there at the 3rd spot in that region uh, they're five and four three and two in region play carol defeated charles henderson 52 to 22 uh, carol is now four and four on the years three and two in region they are sitting in the fourth place spot there uh, rehoboth defeated headland 33 to 22 these two teams are not going to the playoffs but rehoboth they go to three and six one and five on the year that's their first region win of the year they are sitting sixth place in region and then Headland is 2-7, and 0-5, oh and, and they are sitting at 7th in 5A Region 2. In 4A Region 2, St. James defeated Ashford 35-8. That puts Ashford at 0-8 oh and 0-6 oh and and in Region play. They are in 8th place 
uh, right now. St. James, they are uh, the undefeated team in that region at 6 0, 7 1 or also they are first place. Geneva defeated Bullet County 41 to 14. So I put Geneva at 6 3 and 4 2 in region play, and they are second place in 4A. Region 2. Strawn defeated Alabama Christian 19 to 17. Strawn is 6 and 3, 4 and 2. They're also, there's a three way tie here uh, with second place. That puts Alabama Christian at 4 and 2 as well in region play. So interesting the positioning, everything's going to happen in this region this Friday night. Cause it's, and, and for everybody that doesn't know, this is the last week of region play. This upcoming Friday night will be the end of region play. So you'll know your region champions. You'll know your top four teams there. And then the last week, everybody plays out of region before or they don't play uh, before we jump into playoffs. And then uh, Booker T. Washington defeated Dale County 34-21. to Dale County right now sitting at fifth in the region at four and five and three and three. And maybe with some tiebreakers as they win, they tie with some people. We'll see if you know Dale, Dale County can get into the postseason as well. In 3A Region 2, Slocum defeated Ott 40-7. So I put Slocum at 5-3, 4-1 region play. And then Op, they are in, you know, they are 7-2, 5-1 in region play. Uh, Whitsburg defeated HA, Houston Academy, 23-14. So it also puts Whitsburg at 4-1. They are 7-2 region play. And Houston Academy, they are 5-3 overall, 3-2. They are sitting in the four spot. And look pretty good to be a playoff team. Uh, coming up for the year so they're, they're sitting in that four spot but it's gonna be interesting this friday because i know we do the schedule at the end of the show weeksburg and slocum do play this week both teams have one loss uh op will not be playing in region play uh as it looks this week uh, let's go ahead and look at that real quick you'll probably hear some page turning a little bit but op will be playing ws neal this week uh in uh in non-region play they're in three region two so very 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 big game between slocum and whitsburg to determine a lot of things in three region two this friday uh providence defeated new brockton 34 to 20 uh providence is two and six one and four on the year and that puts new brockton at four and five one and four on the season and in a non-region matchup this is actually a thursday night game uh, Northside Methodist defeated Delville 48-6, to and Delville drops to 0-9, 0-6 on the season. All right, 2A Region 2. Of course, we'll be talking to Coach Steven in just a few moments about this game, but Elba did defeat Aridgen 41-25 to go to 8-1, 5-1, and that's where Aridgen is at as well. Uh, GW Long defeated Geneva County 49-20, to and GW Long is 5-1. and one. Now, they're 8-6-1 overall, but they're 5-1 in region play. So, now we have a three-way tie going in 2A Region 2. And you'll hear Coach Steven talk about that a little bit in our interview. Uh, for Geneva County, they dropped the 4-4, 3-3. Now, Cottonwood defeated Zion Chapel 54-28. So, Cottonwood is 5-4 and four overall. They are 3-3. Three and three. And then... Zion Chapel drops to 0-8, 0-6. Houston County defeated Abbeville 35-14. Houston County is 5-4 in the year, 2-4 in the region. And then you have Abbeville drops to 1-6, 1-5. So also some big stuff for Cottonwood in Geneva County. Cottonwood will need Geneva County to lose this week. And then Cottonwood will need a win to get the playoffs. But Cottonwood is playing Ayrton, so that would be a big upset there. But everything's in play. So you've got five teams here that uh, could make the playoffs 
out of this region is kind of like we had last year because Elba was six and four overall. Forget their region record, but they didn't not, did not make the playoffs last year. So it seems like two A region two is always five good teams, but of course only one, four make it, so one will not make it. And then a one A region one, Brantley defeated Red Level forty six to six to get to seven and zero six and zero in region. Uh, Sampson defeated Georgiana thirty four to six. So I put Sampson at seven and two, five and one in region. Kenson defeated Pleasant Home 33 to 18 to go 6 and 3, 4 and 2 on the year. And then McKenzie defeated Florala. Uh, they go to 5 and 3, 3 and 3. And Florala is at 3 and 3. At 3 and 5 and 3 and 3 in region play. And then finally in AISA, A Region 1, uh, Crenshaw Christian defeated Avril Christian 49 to 0. And that puts Avril Christian at 26. At, at 26. 2 and 6, 1 and 3. And they are in fifth place in their region now that's going to do it for your scores around the wiregrass this past friday night i thought that segment would go shorter than normal but it did not we still ran about seven minutes but anyways uh, now we're going to transition over and i am going to chat with elba head coach mark sieving about their big win over Ayrton, 41 to 25 on friday night Everybody joining me first this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Elba Tigers head coach Mark Seaving coming off a big win over Ayrton on Friday night. They won 41-25, big 2A Region 2 matchup there. And uh, Coach Seaving, I do appreciate the time and uh, congratulations on the win Friday night. Thanks, Philip. man. It was, uh, it was an outstanding atmosphere. Uh, man, we had a huge crowd. Ayrton brought a bunch of folks and uh, – uh, you know, it's that's kind of what you get into it for to play in those type of games. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that, that was one of the things I had uh, wrote down here. Just you know, just you know, the lead up to the game. I know the whole community. I'm sure the whole uh, community Elba had to be buzzing just going into the game. Of course, they were ranked. You guys were ranked. Just the the whole bigness of the game from that side of things. Yeah, it was. Um, well, you know, it was senior week for us, so. We got to honor our seniors and uh, take. We took them to the quarterback club and fed them. And uh, our quarterback club meeting was packed and uh, had a, a former Elba coach, Randy Griffin, spoke at the meeting and uh, he did outstanding. And uh, you know, just the lead up into everything uh, prior to the game, the kids getting to go out there uh, with their parents and, and get their picture taken and uh, you know just get recognized as being seniors. And uh, we let all of our all of our seniors you know, walk over there to be captain. So it was a big night for them. And, uh, you know, they've had a had an outstanding year. And, uh, you know, it was it was good to honor them with a win, you know, when it was all said and done. So, um, but as far as the, the crowd and just the atmosphere of the stadium, man, it was electric, I tell you. It was uh, uh, definitely the biggest crowd that we've had there since, since I've been at Elba. And, uh, and uh, man, it's, you know, when you've got the when you've got the, the whole side pack behind you, it, it sure makes a difference. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And, you know, and that's one thing I always tell people. That's the one thing, you know, that's great. I, th- I feel like in the wiregrass is all the communities here really support their, their athletic programs, you know, not just, you know, particularly football, but other sports as well. And when you've got that backing in that community, it can really make impact really, you know, it truly is you have like a 12th man out there with you. Yeah, and I'll tell you too, on Ayrton's side, I mean, they travel well too, man. They had a, I mean, their, their side was packed too. So it just made for an awesome night. And we even had a couple colleges that were there looking at some of our players. And, uh, so yeah, it was just an exciting, exciting night. The whole, the, all the news channels and all that stuff were there. So, uh, just made for a big night. And, uh, man, we're sure, sure glad we came out on top. 
Yeah, I wanted to start off actually on the on the defense side of Paul, and uh, just uh, you know, going into the game with, when you were watching film on Ayrton, uh, what were some things about them you guys you needed to make sure you could kind of limit or slow down uh, to make yourself make sure you were successful on defense? Well, they're really multiple on offense, and uh, you know they can uh, man they can run the ball, they can throw the ball. Their quarterback is uh, a lot of people know about him. I mean, he's just a sophomore, and he's He's one of the best athletes in the Wiregrass, in my opinion. He's just an outstanding player, and uh, but ultimately, you know, we wanted to uh, we wanted to uh, try to stop the run, and but more important than that was, you know, not giving up big plays. Um, so, uh, you know, I tell you, it's you know sometimes what you want to do and what ends up happening aren't the same thing you know we did end up giving up a few plays but we also made some really big stops when we needed to you know uh our uh, our defense has given up some yards but we really haven't given up given up a lot of points and it seems like when you know when other teams kind of get close to the goal line that uh you know that's kind of when we turn on and 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 are allowed to and, and do a good job of making some stops and uh we did that in the first half. We stopped them down there right before the half and uh, prevented them from scoring. And then we also did it earlier. I believe it was like start of the second quarter where we got an interception down there pretty much on the goal line and ended up running it back to the 50. So, um, you know, man, it was just, it, you know, it was, it was hopefully, you know, given, just trying to take opportunities away from their offense and give them to our offense because we really felt like we could score and, uh, and you know, and we did so. Yeah, and uh, you know, one of the players uh, I know that had a good uh, one of your many players you had on had a good game on defense. Uh, Peyton McCartney, and I believe he had that one of those interceptions there on the goal line, kind of stopped them. They looked like I guess they were about to or trying to tie the game up, and then he gets the interception. I think you guys went up twenty to six off that. Just you know, his play overall on the night. Also, I uh, know the the paper had him with eight tackles. You know his play there and just you know making that big play kind of you know helping hold them out and kind of set you guys up for a score to go at 20 to 6 yes man Peyton is a he's a he's a special player he just plays um, uh, with such a high motor and uh, gives such great effort and uh, just does it play after play almost to the point of you know where he makes himself almost pass out (laughs) so (laughs) it's like uh, it's like I mean he'll be throwing up over there and you know and then dying to get back in you know, so, um, but he just, he does, he, you know, one of those plays, it was a, was their uh, quarterback rolled out. He kind of rolled to our sideline and I was kind of behind the quarterback in his line of sight, you know, and, and I saw what he saw. He had an open receiver down there in the end zone and he threw it. And right when he let go of the ball, I was like, dang, you know, cause I knew he was going to score. And, uh, out of nowhere, McCart just comes flying in there, you know, and, and picks that ball off. So, um, He's uh he's he's definitely you know he's a senior and uh and and man he just loves the game and he really plays it the way you want everybody to play it just full speed all the time and and luckily we've got some other guys on defense that do that too so um you know that that's uh yeah I think that's part of definitely what makes you know our group special yeah, uh, and he even uh, got in on, on the offense side too. He uh, scored a touchdown. Uh, got caught a pass from uh, Braden Johnson. So he it was a it was a really good night for him, uh, offense and defense, making a big play for you guys. Yeah, he's a receiver on offense, and uh, but I tell you what he what he is. He's a, you think receiver, you think someone that catches the ball, but what he is 
better than being a receiver is he's a he's a blocking receiver and i mean he can uh you know he can he's a you know he's a guy that really really gets after it i mean we don't throw the ball that much and you know he doesn't care he just wants to hit somebody so that's awesome to have guys like that yeah, you know, you kind of know when I had you on before, you know, talked about, you know, the kind of offense you do run, you know, and that's got to be very important to have, you know, willing uh, blockers at that receiver receiver position. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, he's he's definitely one of them, I'll tell you. He, um, and then, and then, you know, and, and then when it, when he, when we call his number, he can, he does have good hands and can catch. He was open on, uh, uh, on a play earlier and, um, but we we did end up connecting with him and, and getting a touchdown. So yeah, that was awesome. And I know on the night too, uh, you know, running game. Obviously, I mean that's, that's what you guys do. You want to run the ball a lot. And then Alvin Alvin Harrison had a big game. Seems like every week I'm looking at the, your recap, of you guys at uh, your games, and his name is right there. Just you know, talk about his performance. The off, you know, particularly and also the offensive line, how they were open, were able to open up those opportunities for him to be successful on Friday night. Yeah, well, um, you know, after meeting today with our coaches, um, our offensive line coach said that he felt like, you know, that, that this was our best game as far as our offensive line play goes. So, um, you know, that's awesome that it's happening at this point in the season and maybe it's something that we can even build on some more. And, uh, you know, those guys are, are, uh, do a great job of, and they're selfless of, uh, of really opening up those holes for our running backs and uh Alvin, you know, Alvin's a special player and and uh had a had a really good night, but uh we've got a couple of guys like that. JT Coleman, we didn't get as many carries the other night, you know, we played Providence that night. JT had about 180 yards and he didn't get as many carries the other night, but when he was in there, his blocking was like outstanding. I mean, he really took a step forward for us and uh so yeah, it takes all of them. Um, Alvin, uh, Alvin's definitely got a knack for you know as an explosive runner, and uh, and I believe Kristall Caldwell even scored also in the game. He had a uh, had a big run, and we missed him on a on a pass. He was wide open running down the middle of the field on the first play of the game, actually. So um, yeah, man, I I mean uh, you know the single wing offense is uh, uh, it's unique, and uh, I think it you know it's probably tough. You know, well, we're actually playing a team this week that runs it, so I know it is. It's tough to defend, and um, uh, you know, you got to. Uh, and, and when you got all eleven guys executing their blocks and making their checks and their calls, like we, uh, like we do, you know, it's awesome. I love, I love, uh, I love it. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's an awesome type of football to be played. You know. And, you know, I, I was watching the game online Friday night, and I did notice in the second half, I mean, Ayrton would score, but uh, especially in the third quarter, when you guys would all, you know, it seemed like you would always answer back with a score of your own. Just, you know, what's that mentality of a team? Like, okay, they, they're trying to get back in it, so we go back there and score. Just, I was super impressed with that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, we coming in at halftime, you know, we were like, look, guys, you know, I mean, you know, this team's not going to quit. I mean, we got to come out here and we got to – we get the ball. We got to come out here and have a good drive, and um, and, and and try to get a stop. You know, when they get we get the ball and try to set the tone. You know, for the second half, and of course, none of that happened like we wanted it to. We went out there and fumbled the ball away and gave it gave it to them, and they went down and scored. So, um, you know, luckily we were ahead by two, and and we answered back. You know, um, like I said, we got a lot of confidence with our offense. Al Gilmore. Uh, as our offensive coordinator and, uh, 
and yeah, it was it was fortunate, you know. Um, you know, we were and man, they're like I said, they're, we knew they were going to score. I mean, they, they're such an explosive offense, and quarterback would go back there and scramble for you know what seemed like thirty seconds, and uh, we just didn't do a good job of forcing the pass. You know, we need to we need to look at that and try to do a better job of. Uh, on that end, but like I said, we didn't, you know, our defense didn't break, and, uh, um, you know, even when they were scoring, we would come back and answer that with a score, and then in the fourth quarter, we ended up getting some stops that we needed to kind of put it away. You know, and looking ahead to this week's game, of course, we're recording this on a Sunday evening. I know you're playing on Thursday night, so playing on a Thursday night, I mean, how much does that change things up for you, like, during the week than you normally would do when you play on the, the customary Friday night? Well, it, it, it's not going to be that big of a difference um, as far as the players. They won't really feel that big of a difference other than, you know, normally Thursday afternoon they have off, you know. Um, we practice on Thursday morning, so and we're still going to do that. We're, we're going to practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we'll practice Thursday morning and then uh, the day of the game. And then, the, like I said, the only main difference will be that they don't get that they don't get that time off, you know, um, you know, that, that day to recover. And that is concerning, um, you know, and it's a huge, huge game. I mean, you know, everybody was saying that, you know, our game, you know, versus Eretz, was for the region championship, but it's really not. You know, if we don't win this game Thursday night, then we're not the region champs. So, um, you know, we got to, you know, when we get those kids back tomorrow morning, we're going to hit the weight room at 8 o'clock in the morning and uh, bring them back down to earth and, and let them know that this isn't over. There's there's more that needs to be done. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're looking forward to, to getting them back and and uh, and getting ready this week. And and we've got a whole you know sheet full of things that that we need to work on that we need to improve on from the Ayrton game. You know, going into this game. Yeah, you allude to a little bit with Houston County this uh, this Thursday night, but just you know, like I said once again, let the listeners know we are recording this on Sunday. But just from what you know so far uh, about Houston County, uh, uh, what kind of challenges or stuff that you know your team's going to focus on to come out with a win on Friday night, on uh, Thursday night? Well, yeah, well, Coach Harris, you know, last year was his first year over there, and uh, they're definitely a better team this year than they were last year. Uh, I believe they've already got uh, five wins under their belt. And uh, they 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 actually run the uh, uh, same offense that we do um, a little bit. Um, they run our single wing stuff that we run, and uh, it's not our single wing stuff. But they run the single wing like we do, and then they also spread it out. They've got a real athletic quarterback that uh, man, he's real shifty and can run and uh, and can make things happen. And you know they score points on people um, even in the games that they've lost. You know they've they've been in the been in the fight so uh they're definitely not you know there's nobody i don't think in high school football that you can really overlook and and uh and certainly not them we've got to uh we got to prepare we got to get better and and uh and we got to go in there you know ready for a fight well, Coach, uh, 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 I'm going to wish y'all all the good luck on Friday uh, Thursday night. I keep saying, I keep wanting to say Friday night, but on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'll be ke- uh, keeping a close eye on what y'all are doing on Thursday night, and I wish y'all all the all the luck. And uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, and uh, I hope uh, maybe we can catch up, catch up with you, uh, you know, throughout the, the playoffs and stuff like that. But I do wish you a good luck rest of the way. Well, Phil, we appreciate it, man. We love we love uh, talking about our guys and. You know, we got a lot of excitement going on in our town right now, and uh, we just want to try to keep it going. So uh, thank you for what you do. We appreciate it.
Everybody, this Friday, the Dothan Wolves will end region play and play their last road game when they travel to play Smith Station on Friday night. The Dothan Wolves will be looking to close out region play with a victory on the year and get to 4-5. and five. Uh, You can listen to all the action on 96.9 The Legend with pregame starting at 645 and kickoff is at 7. Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself will be bringing you all the action. Of course, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert will be giving you the play-by-play and color analysis of the game and i'll be back at studio control keeping you up to date on all the scores in the wiregrass and if you have a score and you want to get it in you can send it to our text line at 1-800-264-0969 and also make sure if you're not near the radio download the 96.9 app you can listen to all the dothan wolves action on the app Everybody joining me next here on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is a longtime friend of the program, obviously, Josh Boutwell, Southeast Sun Sports Editor there in Enterprise. And Josh, as always, appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Uh, it's my pleasure as always. Anytime. Yeah, I mean, we're nearing the end of the season. We're, I mean, I know this is this coming up weekend as Auburn will be Enterprise's last game of the regular season. Man, it feels like just yesterday, me and you were, were talking during the preseason, previewing Enterprise and, you know, the teams in your coverage area. It's just kind of crazy how the season just flies by. Every single season, it kind of feels like that. But I think this year, even more so than any others, it's just as long as snap your fingers and it's, that we're here at the end. Yeah, you know, when you look at Enterprise, this year's really good year. I mean, 7-2, and 3-2 and two in region play. They're at 4th right now. We'll technically, you know, tie with Prattville. Both are 3-2. I know Prattville's got the head-to-head there. Auburn's at 4-1, and one, of course, Central. I mean, we, they, you know, this their region uh, at 6-0 and oh there. But when I look at Enterprise overall, I mean, the two losses are to Central, which they lost by 9, and that was a close game throughout. And then the one-point loss to Prattville. But when you look at Enterprise wins, they haven't been close. I mean, they've been – beating teams pretty convincingly, especially with what they've been doing on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, without question. I think kind of the odd thing coming in this year was the offense was really the big question mark because of some of those playmakers that lost last year. But, I mean, it's just been plug and play. I mean, you already already had Michael Johnson coming in. Um, He was very experienced. But the other guys have stepped in big time this year, especially Amari Griffin. Um, Obviously, Quentin Hayes having another big year um the defense i felt like early on in the year really stepped took a te- step forward and then the last few weeks has kind of been a regression for a, a multitude of reasons you know and it feels like you know the last two years obviously central's been the the class of the region enterprise it feels like of all the teams in the region they're the ones that give them give them the most trouble though that, that's kind of interesting to me because i mean i know they beat auburn earlier 21 to 7 they blew out prattville uh early in the year but the enterprise game like i said it was a nine point game but the game was a lot closer than that score indicate but uh last two years even though central's been the champions of this region they they've been getting all all they want more from enterprise yeah last year they were kind of slugging it out until turnovers turned the tide on it. and then this year um, yeah, it was a it was a one possession game, and um, Enterprise went for an onside kick, and Central returned it for a touchdown that makes that score look a little worse than it was. But for sure, um, that they Enterprise, the coaches, the players, they all kind of look at Central as kind of I, I don't know measuring stick may not be the best word, but I, that's kind of how I look at it. They they were always kind of saying you know that's the teams we have to get to to beat if we're one, if we're going to be the tops in this. Division Central and Auburn, and they got that win in Auburn last year, and so they proved that they could beat them. And they're just they're still hungry trying to get that that win over Central, which has been 
several years. Yeah, we're going to get into the Auburn matchup in just a few minutes here. But, you know, kind of just kind of continue with, the, you know, how good they've been. I kind of did some numbers. And in the wins, they're outscoring their opponent, uh, 357 to 175. So, I mean, like I said, it's just been it's been a big difference. I know overall defensively they've only given up, 20, they're giving up 23.4 points per game. I know the last couple of weeks that's been struggling. I guess that's where we'll start off uh, with you when you talk about looking at this win over Jeff Davis, 60-40. to 40, uh, And this one, which Jeff Davis, that drops them down to 1-4, 1-7 overall. But they give up 40 points. I know it's another week where they had a pretty comfortable lead at halftime but give up a lot of second-half points. Uh, what, what's been going on on that side of the ball? And I'm reading your article, too. You can tell Coach Darlington, you know, defense, penalties and stuff. You know, there was some – obviously happy you get to win, but he, there's also some stuff that, you know, he wants to clean up when it comes to that side of the ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, really all year, special teams has kind of been – the Achilles heel um, struggling with kickoffs and struggling with extra points and field goals and everything. Um, but here in these last few weeks, the penalties have been just killer. They've, they've killed a few drives. Um, I think um, I think they're averaging around 13 penalties the last three weeks. Um, defensively, I think I really think it's been a, kind of a multitude of things. Most notably, the injuries. Um, they've also had a couple players that are no longer with the program. That is, that is hurt and um, like for example Michael Johnson and Aiden White which are starting players on offense are also having to play in the secondary because of those injuries and other things and then Sam Whitaker was also another player that was doing double duty and he tore his ACL against Prattville at the very end of that game so um, that's I think that's really kind of put a strain on everything and there's also a lot of really young guys in that secondary to begin with um, I think that has really been kind of the primary thing. And, of course, when you say guys like Aiden White and Michael Johnson who are playing in the secondary now, that's not a position they played in varsity ever before. So now all of a sudden you've got two young guy or um, younger guys that haven't played in that position and teams are looking at that and they're kind of licking their chops. And for Smith Station, for example, um, it, and really last week against uh, this past Friday against um, Jeff Davis, the passes were really – pretty much all of them just jump ball, 50-50 ball, just throwing it up and hope your guy can make the play. It wasn't one of the, one of the situations where they were just missing a tackle and a guy was running for 60 yards or a guy was just getting burnt to a crisp off the line. It was just jump balls. And um, I think for sure that's probably – we're going to keep seeing that. From now on, that's what they're going to see. And it's going to just be an issue where they've got to make plays on balls more than anything else. Yeah, you know, particularly you know at the at the level you know seven A, you see a lot, you do see a lot more throwing. I mean, no enterprise is a run first team, obviously, but like Central, you know, Auburn, Prattville, uh, I know Jeff Davis. I remember uh, when they played Dothan the week before, they were throwing the ball a lot, which is why that game felt like it took forever. Uh, it was possibly about ten o'clock after that game went off, just because Jeff Davis was throwing the ball so more. So it is kind of, I guess, you would say teams are going to target that because there's more passing teams in seven A than some of the other classifications in Alabama. So that's obviously going to be something people are going to be looking at and probably going into the playoffs as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you look around, I mean, not pretty much everybody's running spread now. You'll see every now and then someone like Auburn, which will kind of throw in spread with more some traditional power running. And then obviously Enterprise is kind of the outlier there with their little hybrid offense of single wing, triple option, veer, spread, everything. Yeah, so it's a uh, we'll see how they, they do on that side, and you know, of course, you know the penalty stuff too. Uh, which you know, I, I feel like uh, what what were the what was the penalty situation? What were the kind of penalties uh, Enterprise was getting hit with in that game? 
a mix of everything. I mean, holding, uh, false starts. There was multiple personal fouls, which is, I think the personal fouls more than anything else was the thing that Coach Darlington was really stressing about because it was more situations of them reacting to things that were happening to them and not keeping their uh, a cooler head and, and just letting it go and moving on. And it was cost, costing them penalty yardage, costing them drives, costing them points at one point too. Uh, so I think that was a big thing. But, I mean, also like when you have you know touchdown passes, long runs, they get called back because of a hold. Or, uh, for example, a, a pick six, Eric Winters intercepted a pass in the fourth quarter and returned it for a touchdown. It gets called back for a block in the back, which was nowhere near the play. Um, things like that are just kind of make – if Coach Darlington wasn't a ball, it would make him pull his hair out. <laughs> uh, well, you know, but it also sounds like it's stuff that's easily, you know, addressed and fixed. You know, just, you know, keep your, you know, stay calm, I guess. You know, you, know, you don't get those penalties. Uh, you know, on a positive, though, because you do score 60 points. The team does win again. They are 72, as I mentioned off the top here. And a pretty cool thing, you know, one third straight year make a, making a playoffs. They clinch a playoff spot with the win on Friday night. And just, you know, for you being from the area, just what has Coach Darlington, the the culture change, or just changing things there at Enterprise, he's done because, you know, all three years he's been head coach there, they made a playoff team. And so he's been very successful in his short tenure there at Enterprise. Yeah, it all goes to the culture, like you said. Um, a lot of these kids, man, when he got here, it was – I don't want to say they were used to losing, but they almost kind of expected You kind of felt that. They would not say that to you for sure, but you kind of feel that. Like It was just kind of like, okay, here we go again every time. And that's not in these kids anymore, man. They, every time they go out there, they're out there to win. And um, also, another, I mean, one thing about them is like um, it, the this kind of generation of kids are a little bit different where – they may not just sit around and watch football all day. They love playing it, but I mean, they're not as, like I say, intimidated because oh, Central just beat Auburn or just beat these other teams. They're just they're watching the film and they're going ready to play and they have the expectations to win. So they're not intimidated by any of that kind of stuff. And um, like I said, yeah, the culture is the guys buying in has been big. Obviously, the weight program they got going in, which is almost like college level, the way they kind of instill everything and they, the regimen they have guys going in. Um, all of that's kind of made everything kind of turn it around to where Enterprise at one point, you expected not just playoffs, you expected to win playoff games, you expected to be, you know, in the run for a state championship. And that kind of, it kind of went away, really. I mean, just, it was more mediocrity. I, I don't want to throw anybody out of the book or anything, but the, it, it kind of felt like it was just, it wasn't what it was. I mean, Everyone in Enterprise seems to be really hungry to get to that point again. And I, for sure, I think they're definitely on that path. Yeah, obviously, because, you know, just kind of like we mentioned here, I mean, the last two years and even, you know, that first year, I mean, playing teams like Central Phoenix City, Auburn, Prattville, there's no intimidation, like you said. I mean, they go in those games, expect to win, and they came very close to doing it in the two, you know, to, against Central and Prattville this year. And, of course, Auburn last year beat them a team that was the runner-up in the state championship. So, obviously, that thought process, we believe we're going to win every time we step on the field, it's there with this program now. And another cool thing, and especially from reading your article on the game from Friday night, uh, Michael Johnson broke the uh, school re- uh, rushing record for uh, going 2,701 yards. Uh, pretty cool thing for him. And obviously this this Friday another milestone could happen with him and Amari Griffin. They can both be the first 
duo at Enterprise to go for over a thousand. So that's kind of another cool thing. It's kind of got going there with Coach Darlington. Now you've got some records being broke and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's like almost. I mean, pretty much every year at this point, you know, Quentin Hayes set the um the passing touchdown record for a season last year. Uh, Josh McCray tied the receiving touchdown record. So it's kind of becoming a, a thing every year. Um, I don't have detailed records to go back to see, you know, um, you know, team wise, like what was the most rushing yards in the season or um, for the for a team or whatever. But I mean, from especially from everyone I've talked to, it's it's got to be either last year or this year, you know, <laughs> film up there. With Michael, there's a there's a little bit of a um, <laughs> we've found out there's a little bit of a um, conflict where some people are saying that he didn't actually get the record, but the record book states that he did. So that's all I can go on right now. But yeah, there's a little, <laughs> a little bit of a dispute there. But it, regardless, it doesn't matter. I mean. When you have two guys like that, especially as young as they are, Mike, people keep forgetting that MJ is, even though he's been a starter for three years, he's just a junior. And Amari's just a sophomore. And both those guys are just going to get better. I think with MJ, you've seen his role increase so much more and almost sort of the role that Josh McGray had last year where he lines up at receiver, he lines up out in slot, he lines up at wing, tailback, everything. He's also thrown some passes, too. So um, it's been a, a pretty, definitely a special season for those two guys, and I, I know I just being around them and all these guys are good kids. So it's definitely been something I've been proud to watch. Yeah, I mean, Amari Griffin, because, you know, Johnson, you know, that's a, that's a name you've been talking about for the last three years here on this show, you know, when I have you on. But Amari Griffin, you know, he's he's a newer name, I think, for people to listen to this show. And he had a big game on Friday night, uh, 172 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, what have you seen out of him this year? What, uh, what is really making him successful with his skill set? He just he runs so smooth. He has great vision. When he sees a hole, he hits it hard. Um, he's not a huge kid, but he's tough. He's strong. He'll run inside. He'll run outside. He's also very fast. Um, he's all he's I guess running wise style. You know, he's is very similar to, to MJ. So those two kind of complement each other. And um, in the Enterprise's offense, you will not get on the field if you won't block. You just won't. And um. You know, Coach Donaldson has talked about how selfish all these guys. And it was a few weeks ago where NJ had um, over 200 yards rushing and just unbelievable night. And Amari, I think he averaged like a yard and a half per carry. It just wasn't his night. And um, you know, was, you see him on the sideline just still, you know, clapping for MJ and hyping him up and everything like that, and never getting down. And then. The next week he'll go for 150, you know. So it's just it's been really cool to see these guys. So uh, looking ahead to this Friday, which is going to be big, like we mentioned, both running backs could go over 1,000 yards, a win, force a three-way tie, uh, you know, in the in the region. So uh, it's it's a big it's a big night overall for Enterprise and just for the region as a whole when it comes for two, three, and a four spot there uh, with playoff positioning just. This is an Auburn team. They're seven and one, four and one in region. Their only loss was to Central Phoenix City, twenty-one to seven. They're a good defense, around fourteen points a game. They're allowing. They they do like to throw the ball with Clyde Pittman, their quarterback. Just uh, what what's going to be key in your mind? You know, covering this team all year, going into this matchup with Auburn. It's going to be trying to limit those big plays in the passing game. Whatever you have to do, uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. Whatever it is, um, I think Auburn wants to be at least they've seen coming in they want to be very balanced but i think for sure they're going to take their shots in the passing game um but 
Enterprise has proved they can move the ball on anybody, anybody and everyone, and they're going to have to continue that this week. They're going to put up points. And if you're Enterprise, this is, I mean, these are the games that you you live for. Like they, you need this game. I know the playoffs are clinched, but I don't think anyone over there is thinking about okay, we can just we can just hang back and just you're ready for the playoffs now. No, they want to they want to force that three way tie and they want to make my head explode trying to figure out these tiebreakers. They want to uh, to to get this win again, and now Auburn's going to be just as hungry because they want to avenge what happened last year. Yeah, well, you, you kind of just told me in a way not to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I guess you do not know how it will be settled if the three of these teams are tied for the second spot in the region. Oh, man. <laughs> there, I think um, I actually emailed Ron Ingram about this uh, several weeks ago, weeks ago when I thought you know, that could be a potential possibility. And he sent me like a whole long list of uh, possibilities. And I think the main thing it's going to come down to is um, – um, opponent record. I think that's the main one. Kind of whittled it down to, uh, I got to make sure, but I think that's the main one. So, um, all the teams that you beat, their overall record, I think that will be, um, that will be the, the tiebreaker. I think. <laughs> don't, don't hold me to that. Well, if they do win, we can all look in our anticipation that the Southeast Sun on that Saturday or the weekend and to kind of figure out how Josh has figured out who is the uh, second-place team with tiebreakers. I'm sure you'll have it all sorted out by then. Hey, that's it. That is if my head doesn't explode. Well, let's, hope, let's not hope, let's hope that doesn't happen because I'd like to have you on the show again sometime, and you're a pretty good friend of the, <laughs> friend as well, so I wouldn't want that to happen to you. But uh, anyways, Josh, uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be – I will probably have that game on my iPad uh, watching as the Wolves are playing this, this Friday. But uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to keep up with what's going on with that game on Friday night. And, of course, it's always fun. When you come on the show and uh, if listeners want to follow you online, where can they find you and all the work you're doing over at the Southeast Sun? Uh, go to www.southeastsun.com. You can find us on Twitter at Southeast Sun, on Facebook at The Southeast Sun, and you can find me on Twitter and all my rantings there at uh, Josh Boutwell Sun. There you go, everybody. Go follow Josh, follow the Southeast Sun. Great content over there. And uh, Josh, as always, appreciate you coming on the show, and I look forward to talking to you again this time down the road. It's my pleasure anytime. All right, now, as always, we close out the show by going over the schedule for the upcoming week. This is week nine, just two weeks in the regular season. All remaining, then we'll be into the playoffs. And just, you know, everybody know as the playoffs go on, that the Wolves will not be in the playoffs, but I will continue bringing you content every single week until the final Wiregrass team has quit playing uh, when it comes to playoff action. But this week in 7A Region 2, Dothan at 3 and 5 will be at Smith Station at 1 and 7. Enterprise at 7 and 2 will be at 7 and 1 Auburn. And this will be a very important game for Enterprise people that are listening to check out or pay attention to. 5 and 3 Pratt will be at 1 and 7 Jeff Davis because of that three-way tie for second place playoff positioning on the line here for Enterprise, Prattville, and Auburn. 6A Region 2, 8 and 1, Sidley will be at 4 and 5, Ufala. In 5A Region 2, some Thursday night action here. We've got a couple Thursday night games uh, this this week in the Wiregrass. 2 and 6, Northside Memphis will be at Rehoboth, who's 3 and 6. Of course, Northside Memphis, they're independent, so this is not a region matchup, but Northside has won two games in a row. On Friday night, 4 and 4, Carroll will host 5 and 4, Andalusia. 2 and 7, Headland will host, will be at, excuse me, one and seven, 
Charles Henderson. In 4A Region 2, Brooker T. Washington, who is 3 and 5, will be at 0 and 8 Ashford. 71 St. James will be at 6 and 3 Geneva. And 6 and 3 Strawn will be at 4 and 5 Dale County. In 3A Region 2, we have another Thursday night game here. Providence Christian at 2 and 6 will be at 0 and 9 Delville. Uh, on Friday night, Slocum, who is 5 and 3, big game here, they will be at 7 and 2 Wicksburg. Op at 7-2 will be at 0-8 W.S. Neal. New Broughton at 4-5 will be at 5-3 Houston Academy. All right, 2A Region 2 on Thursday night, as you heard from Coach Seaving, Elba, who is 8-1, will be at Houston County at 5-3, so right at 5-4. So we have a 3A tie right now for 2A Region 2, so a lot to be decided this weekend to see who will be region champions. Uh, one and six Abbeville will be at six and one GW Long. Cottonwood at five and four will be at Ayrton, who is eight and one. And Geneva County at four and four will be at Zion Chapel, who's zero and eight. And those are some big games too. Geneva County wins; they're in the playoffs, no questions asked. But then there's Cottonwood; they need Geneva County to lose and get upset by Zion Chapel, and then they need to pull off upset themselves over Ayrton. So there's some playoff scenarios in play for those two teams as well and then the 1a region one for ally at three and five will be at seven no brantley pleasant home who's one and seven will be at two and five red level and six and three kinston will be at seven and two samson and then aisa a region one lakeside school two and five will be at abbeville christian who is two and six on the year so that's your schedule around the wiregrass with high school football this friday a lot of intriguing big matchups as this is the final week of region play in the state of Alabama. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Once again, thanks to Elba head coach Mark Seaving and Southeast Sun Sports Editor and Enterprise Josh Batwell for being guests on the show. A really fun conversations with those guys, and I hope you enjoyed them as well. Please make sure to go out and support high school football uh, this week, either Thursday or Friday night. Of course, you can listen to Dothan Wolves play at Smith Station on 969 The Legend on Friday with pregame starting at 645 and kickoff is at 7. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also listen to the podcast over 95.5 WTVY.com, 969thelegend.com, and 1067KMX.com. And also, please, please, also check out the apps for those stations. Go to your app store, download them, and uh, you, you can find them there. And the podcast is very easy to find on all three of those apps. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. Love each other. Take care of each other. As always, let's be good to each other. And uh, let's have a good week. And I will talk to you guys next week. And we'll be breaking down who won what and who's, who's region champions in all these regions here in the wine grass. Anyways. Hope y'all guys have a good week once again. And until next time, bye-bye.